hello and welcome back for episode two. Um, I want to start off and apologize for this coming out three weeks later than I wanted it to. Um, so in my last episode, I originally said that I was going to do this weekly, but um, I think it's just more realistic for me to do these episodes bi-weekly. So expect them bi-weekly. And then the reason why this one is coming out even a week later than bi-weekly is because your girl just got over possibly the worst stomach bug. I've, I don't even think it was a stomach bug. I mean, I went to the doctor and they said it was a stomach virus. I don't know if that's the same thing, but it was terrible. Um, for like five days straight, I was literally just throwing up constantly um, nonstop. Two nights in a row, I slept on my bathroom floor. I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. Like I didn't leave my apartment for five days. Um, and then even once I finally could like actually move around and leave my apartment, I still just like felt so sick. I couldn't keep anything down. Um, I didn't start actually eating real food again until like yesterday. So it was, it was like a week that like my body was literally just like, Hey, go fuck yourself. Um, also side note, um, I know I said this in the first episode, but I'm saying it again. I apologize if you hear any background noises. That is my dog, Ash. Um, right now, I can hear him chewing on a bone. So if you hear those noises, that's uh, what that is. Um, I would put him in another room, but that, that would just be mean. So, um, okay. So that's my that's my update on as to why this episode is taking so long to come out I promise from now on they will be bi-weekly and I will have them released on Fridays and I know that this one is being released on a Monday but that's because it's coming out late but they will be bi-weekly released on Fridays all right um so really I wanted this episode my first my first like real episode to be about basically my biggest um, life change, I guess you could say, that's happened recently. Um, I mentioned it in my last episode about how I went through a really bad breakup. And I feel like when I was going through that breakup in the beginning especially, I definitely could have used like a podcast like this where someone was being a hundred percent like real and honest and kind of letting me know what to expect. Um, because I feel like all I was hearing from everybody during that time was it gets better, it gets better. And like, no one was really telling me like what I was going to experience post breakup. Like all everyone just kept saying was like, I know it's hard, but it gets better. And like, when you're in that mindset where you feel like your world is literally ending, the last thing you want to hear is people being like, oh, you'll be fine. It gets better. Like, I honestly wanted to hear people being like, yeah, it fucking blows and it's going to suck for a really long time. And here's why it's going to suck. Because it's nice to know that people have experienced and gone through what you're experiencing and people telling you it gets better it doesn't help that literally doesn't speed up the process it doesn't help um 
so yeah, I wanted to make this episode because I know that this is something that I would have wanted um, a little while back when it first happened. Okay, so let's just start from the beginning. Um, again, I'm going to keep, you know, some things private, but for the most part, I'm going to just be very open and honest about my situation. Um, so it happened one night. I was going out with some friends and I went to a bar where um, there was some drinking going on and come to find out, I guess, the weeks leading up to that, um, the police told me that there had been a lot of roofie situations happening at that bar. So that also, um, uh, long story short of that night, basically I ended up kissing someone else and, um, the people that I was with, they informed my boyfriend at the time which I wouldn't have asked them to lie anyway. I just want to make that very clear. I do, however, wish that those people had given the opportunity to tell me first so that I could talk with my ex-boyfriend about it. Instead, they just went straight to him and told him. And so then I never really got the opportunity to... I guess, talk to him about it coming from me because he had heard it from those other people and it didn't really give him time to process or anything. And he didn't even get to talk to me about it. I didn't even know that it had happened until the next morning. Um, so yeah, I just really wish that those people had told me first and given me the opportunity to tell him. Um, but can't go back in time, can't change it. So yeah, they told him, um, and I don't even remember, but that night, I guess when um, he picked me up from the bar, we had gotten a very big argument, of course, about it, which is expected. And especially if I'm drunk and I don't even remember the argument, like nothing good is gonna come out of that. Um, it's, it's just, it's going to be terrible overall. So I woke up the next morning alone in my bed, very confused as to where my boyfriend was. Um, so I looked at my phone, saw that I had some messages from some people that were very like cryptic kind of, like basically being like, oh my God, I heard what happened, blah, blah, blah. And I was very much like, what the fuck happened? So I ended up reaching out to one of the girls that I was with the night before and she explained everything that happened and I was in shock. Um, I had zero clue that that happened. And so waking up that morning and finding out that I had done that was like crushing in itself. I remember exactly just laying in bed, staring at the ceiling for probably like an hour trying to process like the fact that I had done that. Um, I felt like I even like broke my own heart in that instance when I was laying in bed. Um, so I had heard my boyfriend at the time downstairs 
in our apartment doing something, probably making coffee or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But I heard that they were downstairs and I was just absolutely terrified to see him. I had no idea what was going to be going through his head. I had no idea what he was going to be saying. I was so anxious. Um, and I also want to include that prior to this, um, I do have really bad anxiety and I am on anxiety medication. So, um, waking up that morning, I obviously hadn't taken my medication yet. So I was just feeling like really, really, really anxious, really nervous to talk to him. Um, so I finally got up the nerve to go downstairs and he couldn't even look at me rightfully. So, um, we talked for maybe two or three minutes and then he just kind of was like, I can't even talk to you right now. You need to get out. So I was, um, kicked out of our apartment. So from there, the next week, um, luckily I have a great, amazing, fantastic friend that I work with. Um, and she has an apartment in Manchester and her boyfriend lives in the same apartment building as her. So how lucky am I that she was like, Hey, if you want to just like stay in my apartment for a week or whatever, however long you need, like go for it. So that's what I did for a week. She was amazing. She literally gave me her keys. Like I basically just lived in her apartment for a week. Um, but then I just being there at her apartment by myself, I found was just making everything so much worse because I couldn't even go to work. I was so depressed and just filled with like disgust in myself and regret. And I had no idea what I was doing with my life. I felt like my entire world was flipped upside down because it was, I mean, like one day, literally that day before I went out, I'm pretty sure I spent the day with my ex and we like went grocery shopping and had like a very normal day. And then the next day I am at my friend's apartment with just like a small bag of clothes and like toiletries and things and living out of a bag. Um, so for that week, um, I think out of the five days that I was supposed to go to work, I think I only went to work two of those days and one of them I ended up leaving early because I literally could not even teach. Um, I just felt bad for my students. I was not a great teacher for a while. Um, it definitely took me a while to kind of feel like myself again, especially at work, which sucks because like these kids where I teach, like they have terrible home lives and they just like need that consistency and I wasn't able to give them that. I was very much not showing up or leaving early or I was coming in late and it was it was terrible. Luckily, the staff that I work with at my work is amazing and they completely understood and I didn't get in trouble or spoken to or anything for that week of me at work, like with everything that was going on. Um, so yeah, I stayed at Anna's. It was really depressing. And Anna, if you listen to this, I'm so sorry, but I don't think that I could 
go in your apartment again because it will probably just make me feel sick because that's where I spent like the first few days after my breakup. Um, so I feel like it would, that whole apartment for me would just like be filled with sadness. Like all I did was cry in that apartment, like literally sleep and cry and I could barely even sleep. So that was pretty much all I did. Um, so that entire week I could barely sleep. I couldn't eat for almost two weeks. Um, I, I feel like that's something that's not really talked about a lot with, um, I mean, depression in general, but specifically like depression after a breakup, um, for almost two weeks, I couldn't stomach anything. Food was just unappetizing to me. And if I did attempt to eat something, I would just immediately throw it up. Like I could not keep anything down. I remember specifically within seven days a week after being broken up with, I think the most that I had consumed was like two smoothies and I wouldn't even like drink it in one sitting or even a day. It would take me like over two days just to drink a smoothie. It was so, it was really bad. I could not eat. Um, so finally, eventually after about two weeks, my appetite started to come back a little bit. I was able to kind of eat small things here and there. And, um, I would say probably about three weeks after I think I was probably back to eating normally. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like that's not something that I had heard about or expected when um, first being broken up with. Like food was always the last thing on my mind. I was really never even thinking about it, which if you know me, you know I love food and you know I love to eat. So that was just really weird on my part. Um, but yeah, so I stayed at Anna's apartment for a week and then um, I just realized that it was worse being alone in her apartment all week. So after that, I went and stayed with my mom for a week, um, which was good. It was nice to have family and just be not completely by myself. I mean, I spend most of the time like locked up in my old bedroom at my mom's house. Um, but it was just nice knowing that there was someone else there, like physically. Um, so that whole week, pretty much that I was staying with my mom, the main thing that was on my brain to kind of keep me distracted was to find an apartment. Um, I had lived in a townhouse with my ex-boyfriend and let me tell you, I could not afford to live there by myself. Um, I was not in the place where I wanted to, or really even had time to find a roommate. So that wasn't really in the cards for me either. So, so my mom and I, basically that was our mission was to find me an apartment that I could afford at least somewhat near... I'm sorry if you hear squeaking it's it's Ash playing with one of his toys I'm so sorry I've been yelling at him for the past like 20 minutes um and he's just not listening to me so again I apologize for the noises that you will hear coming from Ash 
Yeah, so we basically spent that whole week, like, constantly looking at, like, the different Facebook pages where people were posting apartments, asking around. I was calling apartment, like, buildings in Manchester to see what their, like, availabilities were. And pretty much almost everything, like, apartment building-wise was full and they weren't going to have any availability for, like, weeks or months and... Yes, I could have stayed at my mom's house, but it was almost an hour commute to my work. And I just, I could not do that. <laughs> that was just not an option for me. Um, so I ended up seeing this post on one of the Facebook pages for this really cute apartment. Um, and it was in my price range, which was crazy that it was cute because my mom and I had looked at a couple apartments um, that week in Manchester that were absolutely disgusting. Like, I, I honestly think I saw roaches in one of them. They were terrible. They were disgusting. And it was just like not an option for me. And with my teacher's salary, I know I couldn't be super picky, but some of the ones that I saw were really freaking bad. But anyway, I saw this posting for an apartment that looked really cute and it was in my price range. So I reached out to the guy and he ended up getting back to me. I went and saw it, super small world. Um, the guy ended up being the uncle of one of my friends from college. So I, you know, name dropped, said that I knew his nephew and he was like, oh, you know my nephew? All right, sure, apartment's yours. So that was really awesome. Um, and I, I love my apartment now. It's absolutely, Perfect. I mean, location is definitely not perfect, but the inside of it's perfect because the building had burned down. So like everything is brand new. Um, and everybody that comes to see my apartment is always like, oh my God, it's so cute in here. It's so nice in here. So it does feel really nice to have a space of my own that I like because I knew that having my own place and if I wasn't happy there or if I wasn't happy with the apartment or I didn't like the apartment then I knew that it was just going to be a terrible experience for me living on my own so I am really glad to have found my apartment and luckily um originally he said the landlord said that they did not allow dogs but I used my amazing charm and showed him pictures of Ash and said, what a sweet boy he is. And the guy said that it was fine. So me and Ash were able to then move into our apartment by the end of that week that I was staying with my mom. So I stayed with Anna for a week. I stayed with my mom for a week and then I moved into my apartment. Um, those of you listening, if you have ever lived with a significant other before, um, where you then broke up and had to either move out or they had to move out. Let me tell you, that was like the most emotionally draining experience to have to like go through our things and be like, okay, this is yours. This is yours. Like, so one day after work, I went over to the apartment when he was there and we basically just spent like two hours, like just looking through the apartment. We had stuff in like a storage loft area in our apartment. We had to go through that. 
and just basically being like, okay, like this is mine, this is yours, this is mine, this is yours. And it was just so upsetting because I'm in a room with this person that can't even look at me. And that person like felt like they didn't even know who I was. Like it, it felt like we were strangers. It was very weird. It was very eerie. Um, and just being in the same room as him after two weeks of not seeing him at all was really hard. Like really, really hard. Um, I just remember when I was about to leave that day after going through our things, I like physically, like my body was telling me like, do not leave this apartment. Like you need to stay and try and talk to him or whatever, which was such a terrible idea. But like when I, like I'm there and I'm in that environment of like the apartment that we had just lived in together for over a year and a half, like emotions are running high and I'm just feeling a million different feelings all at once. So of course, as I'm about to leave, I'd start crying. I'm like hyperventilating to the point where like, I literally can't breathe because I'm thinking about the fact that this is no longer our home. Like we, it technically it wasn't our home. I mean, we were renting, but like we had built this life together the past year and a half that now we just went through everything and split it up. I feel like we had split up our life together. I think that that was one of the hardest days post breakup for me because I feel like that made it feel really real, like splitting up our belongings and things like that made it feel like this was okay. This, this is happening like this, is real um so i again i'm going to be as honest as i possibly can um that night i was having suicidal thoughts which i never ever ever in a million years thought that i would have and i could just feel my depression and anxiety just getting so much worse and worse and worse throughout that night um in instances where i'm feeling this way Typically, I mean, I had never felt this way to this extent before, but you know, when I'm feeling upset or whatever, my ex was the person that I would go to for everything. So naturally I'm feeling these feelings and thinking these things. So I call him and for some reason he answers, which was crazy because he had not answered like any of my phone calls prior to that. But he answered, I told him how I was feeling and he basically was just angry and which I don't blame him, but he was like, like basically just, you can't be calling me, telling me this stuff. Like it's not healthy, which now looking back, I'm like, wow, that was really unhealthy. I should not have called him. I should have called someone else, like a friend or my mom or whatever. But I think in that moment when reality was really starting to hit for me, I felt like my entire world was ending. I was losing my boyfriend. He was also my best friend. I did everything with him, told him everything, like literally the best person I've ever known. And losing him was like 
the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I, I've had a lot of, uh, let's just say traumatic experiences. And I think this was definitely the hardest one, especially because it, it sucked because I felt as though if I wanted to talk to anybody about what I was feeling or what was going on, like most of the time people would tell me like, Oh, well you're, you're, you did this to yourself. Like you're getting what you deserved. I was the one that had cheated. So people basically were like how you're feeling. You deserve to feel like this. And for a while, um, that's what I thought. And that's what I believed. Um, that clearly did not help the depression. Um, it really just made me feel worse. It made me feel like I was a terrible person overall. It made me feel like I, again, that added to those suicidal thoughts that night. It made me feel like I wasn't worthy of like living. Um, but yeah, I'd lost him. I felt like my entire world was coming to an end. Um, so yeah, that was a really hard night specifically. The second hardest night or day, I guess, after that was the day that I moved into my apartment and I was going back and forth from my new apartment and my old apartment and getting my things. And he wasn't at the apartment that day. He made sure he wasn't home, but just like, all I could think about was when we had moved into that apartment and like the excitement that we were feeling and like all of our friends and family had helped us. And now thinking about how I was taking my things out and his things were staying. Like I had always assumed that when I had moved out of there, we would be moving out of there. We would be moving to wherever we were going to live next. Um, so to be leaving his things there and me taking my things out, that was another really hard night. Um, I mean, shout out to my friend Danielle. She helped me that day with moving my things in and um, bringing them to my new apartment. And she stayed with me that night, my first night at my apartment. Um, I didn't have Ash yet. Um, Ash was staying with my ex's parents at the time I don't know why he didn't have Ash he should have but uh, I guess they were his parents were watching him I still to this day don't know why his parents had him but I mean whatever it's in the past um so I just felt wicked creeped out to be like just by myself at an apartment like I've never lived alone before so shout out Danielle she stayed with me that night because I didn't have Ash and it would just be really weird without Ash um, and my ex and I had decided that the next day, that next morning, um, I could go and pick up Ash from his parents' house. So I wake up that next morning and immediately text him like, Hey, I'm up. I'm ready to go get Ash. Just let me know like when I can. And he had said that his brother had taken him for a hike or something and, I needed to reach out to his brother and it ended up being this whole confusing thing and it got to the point where uh, my ex and his family uh, were refusing to give me the dog. They were saying that I was mentally unstable and that I would not be able to take care of a dog during that time. Now, 
my dog, Ash, if you know me, you know that he is my best friend. Like I love this dog more than anything in the entire world. I could, I'm literally getting like emotional right now thinking about how much I love him. Um, so to hear that they didn't think that I'd be able to take care of him and to think that I would neglect him was really hard to process because in my head I was like, um, no, I need him. If anything, he's going to help my mental health. He's going to be the only thing right now that could possibly make me even somewhat happy. And my ex and his family just did not understand that. And even talking with my therapist um, about this prior to this day, she had made a really good point that I have been so out of a routine and I've been so just like not able to do anything that having Ash would be so good for me. It will get me out of bed. It'll give me a routine. It's something that I need to take care of, which will eventually help me be able to take care of myself. Um, but no, he, he overall, me having Ash would just be beneficial in every way possible. It would help me keep a routine give me something to take care of, have a purpose for something to do. Because if I didn't have him, I don't think that I would have been able to leave my bed. I think I would have been calling out of work. I think that I just would have become a hermit and not done anything. So my ex and his family just did not understand that at all whatsoever. They were like, no, we don't think that He'll get you out of bed. We think that you'll neglect him and you won't feed him and you'll ignore him. And and it was so frustrating that they thought that I would do something like that. And their excuse was like, oh, well, we don't even know who you are anymore. Like, because of what you did, how can we trust you? How can we believe anything that you would say? So it... It ended up taking like all day pretty much me going back and forth, back and forth with him, his parents, my mom ended up having to like get involved and because I, I was not going another day without my dog. I needed my dog. I needed him at my apartment with me. Like it was, it was not a choice. It was not an option. Um, so luckily my ex ended up being able to kind of see where I was coming from a little bit and reached out to his parents and said, it's fine, like, just give Katie the dog. Like, and the reason why he kind of had that decision is because tech, if we're, we want to get down to technicalities, it was his dog. He paid for the dog. His name was on all of the paperwork, vet papers, bills, everything. It was all under his name. So having him kind of slightly be on my side for a moment about the dog was like, it felt like the light at the end of the tunnel for this like battle. I get, it was like, it was literally, I felt like I was in a custody battle. If that's what a custody battle feels like, that shit blows and I will never have children. But that me never wanting to have children is a story for another day because I can go on about that. Um, but I literally felt as though I was going through a custody battle. 
Um, which was absolutely insane. So the agreement ended up being that my mom was going to go to his parents' house to pick up Ash. And then I was going to meet my mom somewhere to get Ash from my mom. It was this whole thing. Anyway, I got my dog. I got him back. And it was exactly what I needed. It did. He gave me that routine. He gave me that purpose. That bitch is my best friend. Like he did help my mood and my depression and all that. It just, he made things so much better. And I also just could not even imagine being in this apartment like completely by myself. Like, yes, I technically live alone, but like I do have another living thing here with me. If I didn't have him here with me, I don't think I could do it. Oh my God, it would be so creepy and weird and I don't know how people can completely just live by themselves without like a pet or anything because that's that's some weird shit. Um, but yeah, so we ended up kind of having the agreement that the I was basically going to have full custody of Ash. I had to change all the paperwork and everything over to my name, vet stuff, daycare stuff, all that was being switched over to my name. And... Um, It was agreed that my ex could see the dog and take the dog whenever he wanted. I literally was like, I don't care if you want to take him for a day to go on a hike, if you want to take him to your friend's pool, if you want to just literally just have him for a day or if you want to have him for a weekend or whatever. I was like, I do not care. I don't care. You can take him. You can see him whenever you want. Like, doesn't bother me just as long as like I have majority custody. And let's just say it's now been months and he has had not reached out to see him. I have even reached out to him asking if he wants to see the dog. I'm actually going on a trip in a few days where I'm going to be gone for like a long weekend. And I asked him if he wanted to take the dog for the long weekend because he has not seen him and he said no. So... Overall, I'm happy that I got Ash because clearly he somehow doesn't give a fuck about the dog anymore, which I don't understand how someone could raise a dog for a year and a half and then just be like, yeah, I don't, I don't love them anymore. I don't care about them anymore. Like, I don't need to see them. If I did not get custody of Ash, I would literally be like calling and texting him every day being like, I need to see this dog. So it's obviously a good thing that I got him because I would be really annoying if I didn't (laughs) um so yeah and then I kind of just wanted to touch on like now living alone if there's any listeners out there that either are thinking about living alone or um have lived alone or whatever um it was something that I never thought that I could do. I'm a very codependent person. I had always had roommates in college. From then I went and lived back at home with my mom for a while. And then from there I moved out with my ex-boyfriend. And if those of you listening, if you've ever lived with me, um, yeah, I'm definitely not the cleanest person. I'm not dirty. I would would say I'm messy. Like, I don't leave, like, food hanging around and, like, all that stuff. I just, I'm not the best at, uh, you know, remembering to vacuum or clean off the counters with a Clorox wipe or, like, 
taking out the trash, like stuff like that, I'm just not the greatest at. Um, so it was definitely weird for me to now have to remember to do those things because I'm a piece of shit and I've had people doing those things for me my entire life. Um, but yeah, it was the first month was really lonely and weird. Um, it was, it was nice to be able to kind of get back into a routine like going to work in the morning and, you know, coming home and doing X, Y, and Z and whatever. And, um, yeah, it was nice to be able to get into a routine and having my own space definitely helped my mental health. Like me having to stay at Anna's house and live out of a bag or be at my mom's house and kind of have that shared space with my mom and her boyfriend it was it just it wasn't helping really and once I kind of had this space here where I could really call my own space to be able to do whatever I want think whatever I want feel however I want like that definitely helped me because I didn't feel like I was being a burden to anyone I wasn't taking up anyone's space like, this was my space. Um, but yeah, it, it took some getting used to for that first month. It was really lonely. Um, I definitely found myself talking to Ash a lot. <laughs> um, it helped me get back into reading. Um, I was a big time reader in like middle school and like beginning of high school. And then... Once I think I started, maybe once I got a job or something, I don't know. I just kind of stopped. But now having all this free time where I was by myself, I was like, all right, I'm going to get back into reading. So that's something that I'm actually excited that came out of this is that I was able to kind of do something again that I kind of forgot about and forgot that I enjoyed doing. And something that I am still getting used to is not having that person anymore to tell everything to. Like the slightest inconveniences in my life or big accomplishments or funny things that my students say or literally anything. It could just be something I saw on TikTok, like anything. Not having that person to tell those things to after having that person, oh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I, I, we dated for five years. Um, and even before those five years, we were pretty much together for like six months. So he was that person for me for basically like five and a half years. And now not having that person was really weird. Um, like I would see these things on social media or things would happen. I would be like, oh my God. Like, my ex will literally think this is hilarious or, oh my god, this is, like, so specific. Like, I, I don't, it's hard to explain, but if you have a person in your life that you tell everything to and send all your memes to and, like, share TikToks with and whatever, like, if you have that best friend, think about if randomly, all of a sudden, like, with a snap, you don't have that person anymore. Who would you tell all those things to? Definitely weird. And I still 
even five months later, I'm still not used to it. I still come across things on like all social media platforms where I want to send it to him so bad because either it makes me think of them, it's something that I know that they would think is funny, or it's something that I know would interest them, like an article or something. And it's definitely weird not being able to do those things or talk to that person anymore about these things. Um, and also, like, same thing with his friends. Like, being with someone for five and a half years, his friends and family had literally become my friends and family. Like, his best friends, I also considered some of my best friends. And obviously, you know, I don't blame them, but they're going to have their best friends back and they're going to be loyal to him. It just was very weird because almost all of his friends like I I didn't have any sort of like oh hey like I hate using this word but I didn't really have any like closure with some of his friends because genuinely like most of his friends had become some of my best friends as well and it was just really weird that all of a sudden like never heard from them again a couple of them um, have been nice and reached out and I've spoken with a few of them here and there. But for the most part, um, yeah, I've completely lost those friends, um, which was a large number of people that I feel like I spent a lot of my time with. Um, and I'm experiencing kind of the same thing with them as well, like things that I would typically send them on social media or if I think of something or see something on TV or whatever, something happens at my work and I think of them, like I can't share those things with them anymore. Um, so not only did I lose my best friend, but I lost a lot of my other friends as well. Same thing with his family, like over five and a half years, I literally felt like I had become a part of his family. I considered his sister to be like, literally one of my best friends um I was pretty close with his brother and his parents literally loved me so like throughout this breakup I was thinking of them a lot and I know how much that I had hurt all of them which sucked because I it, it felt like I was disappointing like my own parents like you know when your parents are like I'm not mad I'm just disappointed in you like that gut-wrenching feeling that is how I felt about his family um so that's that really sucked losing all of them as well um I basically just felt like again I felt like my life was completely doing a 180 like completely flipped around all of a sudden like majority of the people in my life were no longer there so that was really um, depressing to think about for a while that I was like, oh, wow, like my at the time a while ago, I had these two best friends and they moved across the country and now we're no longer friends. Um, so I didn't have them. I lost my ex and all of the friends and family that came with that relationship. So I basically was like, all right, I'm down to my mom, my brother, um, one of my other best friends that lives like an hour away and my work friends. So that was really shitty. 
But I made myself get out of my comfort zone um, and just tried to meet new people. I feel like I was successful in meeting some of uh, my newer friends, which I'm happy about. Um, I feel like a few of the newer friendships that I made, I feel like they're they're good ones. They're they're gonna last. Um, and yeah, I've basically been forcing myself to like go out, do things, have fun, like don't don't just sit at home and make myself feel bad. Um, yeah, if I had to describe the first month, even two, first two months post breakup, it was the most depressing time of my life. Um, enough to where my doctor actually let me see how many. The dosage of medication that I was on was like 25 milligrams. Doing some math real quick. Okay, so not only did they double the dosage of my prescription, they multiplied it by six. I went from 25 milligrams of my medication to 150 milligrams. Like that is how insanely anxious and depressed I was from this. And I'm sharing this because Again, that's not something that I had heard anybody talk about when dealing post-breakup is medications. So once that 150 milligrams started to kick in, like still to this day, I feel like I'm just like going with the motions. I'm just like very numb, very much carefree. Um, yeah, and I definitely still get sad and, and miss him and miss, I guess, the life that I had before because it, it truly was literally a different life like I was living a completely different life when I was dating him and living with him than I am right now um like I've basically never been single like before I dated him I was in a long-term relationship with my high school boyfriend and I think we had broken up and like a month later I started talking to my now most recent ex like um my next episode will probably be dealing with now being single for the first time ever because I feel like that's a good segue. I don't know if that's the right term to use, but um, because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are in a similar situation being single for like the first time ever and being like, holy shit, I can do whatever I want. I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> like, um, So eventually... Um, I think it took me about three months. I eventually downloaded dating apps. I downloaded Hinge and Bumble. And I was not looking for a relationship. I don't really know exactly what I was looking for. I think I just was like honestly bored and looking for attention. And I mean, that was a great way to get it. I know that I am attractive. I know that... Um, and I... That probably comes off cocky, but I'm not trying to be cocky. But yeah, I I sent it and downloaded them, made the profiles, whatever. Started just talking to random people. I ended up going on like a couple dates. Um, and then I eventually saw my ex. I saw a profile of his come up on my... Thing. I can't remember if it was on Hinder Bumble. I don't remember. But 
seeing him come up felt very weird, like looking at his profile. And like, I just remember like feeling so weird that night and it sounds so bad. And I know this is so hypocritical, but I was very much like, what the fuck? Why are you on a dating app? Like you, why are you not upset? Why are you not sad? And there I am on the dating app. And so I really couldn't, shouldn't have been upset about it, but I was, which I feel like is normal. Um, and let's just say I did swipe right on him just to see if it would match. So, so that means it was, it was Bumble because you don't really swipe on hinge, but, um, I swiped right on him on Bumble seeing if it would do anything. And if, obviously it didn't match. Cause if he saw my profile, he probably would have like thrown his phone across the room, but which now this brings me to my most recent discovery is that, um, I don't know if he is like Facebook official, whatever you want to call it, like officially dating someone, but I, it has been confirmed that he is like seeing someone, um, which like really kicked me in the fucking gut. I'm not going to lie. Um, I cried for like two days. It was like all I could think about. I was torturing myself constantly by looking at like the social media things that confirmed that he was seeing this person, um, which is really bad. And I told my therapist and like, I, there's no reason for me to torture myself like that, but I know I'm not the only one that does that. Like, I just make myself more sad and more upset by going and looking at the things that are making me sad and upset. It's like when people listen to sad music when they're sad. Like, you should listen to happy music when you're sad to make you feel better and put yourself in a better mood. Like, instead of me sitting there for two days crying, torturing myself, looking at these social media posts and things, I should have been doing things to take my mind off of it and doing things that make me happy and doing things that I like. But of course, I did not do that. Um, I made myself feel worse by torturing myself. Um, but yeah, that's been something that I've been struggling to deal with because I'm now like, okay, this new girl that he is with is now hanging out with him in what used to be our home. Like she's now using and touching the things that were once ours that are not mine anymore, but now she's like, it's weird to picture him with someone else in what was our home. And it's really hard to imagine that scenario. And of course I torture myself even more by thinking so deeply about the fact that he is spending time with another girl in what was once our home for a year and a half. And basically like knowing that she is now going to have those friendships and those connections that I once had for so long 
and knowing that like his friends are going to obviously support his friend or his friends are going to support their friends. That's what I meant. They're going to support him. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard because I think the biggest pill for me to swallow, especially, I would say the two hardest things for me to kind of work through right now is one, the fact that there is another girl that he's spending time with in the place that was my home for a year and a half and picturing me and him in that home and now picturing him with someone else that's been really difficult and the other most difficult thing is how quickly he was able to do that um like I I don't see myself being able to be in a relationship for a long time I don't know how I could be in a relationship with someone that's not him <laughs> like I I don't, I don't know. I can't even fathom it. And it's been like five months. And I guess, and, and to some of you, you guys might be like, oh my God, it's been five months. Like Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, that's plenty of time for him to like move on. But I don't, after being in a relationship for almost like five and a half years and you're able to move on after five months, the person that he dated before me, he only dated them, I think for like two years, maybe. And it took him like almost a year until he started dating me. Like he said that he didn't, he like did not even speak to women for like almost a year. I think it was like nine months that he like was just like by himself and couldn't even like stand the thought of being in a relationship or talking to girls or whatever. And like knowing that information about him and seeing him able to now be seeing someone new after only five months when we were together for five and a half years and lived together and had a dog together and basically had this whole life together and now he can just move on after five months is like insane to me. I don't, I don't, and I know that he's very much, he's also a very codependent person, not in the sense of like spending time because like he, he, he loved his alone time, but I think in the sense that like he likes having a companion so like, I, 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 I don't know. And, th and this is where I start like overthinking and whatnot. But if you are a person who was in a relationship and now that person is seeing someone else, I know what you're going through. I know what you're feeling and it sucks. And I hate that I torture myself and I'm such a creep and I creep on him and his friends and I and the the girl and the girl obviously like I I should have nothing against her she's done nothing wrong like he is single and you know she's obviously allowed to date him she's allowed to be at his apartment obviously it's just I can't help but dislike her <laughs> and I know that's so bad I know it's bad I have, I have no reason to dislike her personally because honestly, I know I would dislike anybody that he's going to date. I guess that's, that's pretty much it because that's the most recent uh, part of this whole breakup that I am currently dealing with. So that like, this is not something that I've gotten over and gotten through. Like this is what, this is now the next part of post breakup that I am dealing with. 
I feel like I have gotten through all the other stuff. Like I am fine living on my own now. If anything, I love it and probably never want a roommate ever again. <laughs> um, I love having my own space and being able to do whatever the fuck I want. Um, so I've gotten through that. Like I've gotten, I now am starting to like feel fine with not having those friends anymore and uh, because I've you know made new friends formed new relationships with other people and been keeping myself busy and all that stuff so like I feel like I can pretty confidently say that I've gotten through those things and my life now feels pretty normal like with work and hanging out with people on the weekends and doing these different things and you know, spending time with Ash and making sure that, you know, he's taken care of and all that. Like my life is feeling pretty normal and I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm solid on that. So really the part that I'm going through right now is attempting to deal with him dating other people because in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? How? <laughs> like I like, don't get me wrong. Like I, t I mentioned how like I had gone on a few dates. Like I have hooked up with people since then. I've done things like that, which I'm sure he has done as well. But I guess the fact of like actually dating someone is like so crazy to me that he's able to do that. So I, I will come back to this once I feel like I have been able to get through this part of my post breakup journey. But I hope that this wasn't very like ranty. I hope that some of this was helpful if you or someone you know is going through a breakup because a lot of the things that I talked about, I really did not hear other people say or talk about. Trust me, I was looking up everything under the sun of how the fuck do I get through a breakup? Like this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my goddamn life. How do I get through this? I did support, oh, I didn't mention that, but I went to support groups, like online ones. Like um, I went to a good amount of them. I went to support groups where I talked to people and we talked about our breakups and things. And, and yeah, like I felt like I had heard people be more vulnerable in those groups. And like where I was seeing people like post online and stuff like that, it wasn't as vulnerable and honest as like I'm trying to be right now. But I still wish that I could have heard someone have similar feelings and experiences with me about things that I did not hear other people talk about. So I hope that this was helpful like I said, either for you or someone you know going through a breakup or if you went through a breakup and now you're listening to this and you're totally fine now, but you're like, hey, I felt like that or that happened to me too. Like just as long as it was helpful. And then I tried to let you into my life a little bit more and kind of get a feel for how it's going. But Overall, if I had to rank how I am feeling post-breakup, I would say like the week at like the week that I was living at Anna's, like that first week 
I was genuinely like a one. Like 10 being I feel the best I've felt in my entire life. Zero being like, not to get like fucked up here, but zero being like, I am going to go kill myself. Like I have no reason to live. I was like a one. And I'm telling, I want to make this very clear. I am not, nor will I ever kill myself. I'm way too lazy for that. That's like the most selfish thing that anyone can do. Um, and I also, that would just inconvenience so many people in my life. So don't even worry about me. I am not going to do that. But yeah, so that first week I was probably like a one. Like I was very much like had legit like no will to live. Like I just was, I feel like I was just a shell of a human and the only emotions that I could possibly feel were like sadness, anxiety, and just like hatred of myself. So that's how I felt that very first week post breakup. Now I would say I'm working my way back up. I'm probably like a six. I'm definitely not like, oh my God, the happiest I've ever been in my life, but I'm working on it and I'm going to get myself up to 10, whether that takes months, years, whatever, I know that I'm going to get there. Um, but the point is, is that those annoying ass people that kept telling me it'll get better, it'll get better. Yes, you are right. It does get better, but that's not what you want to hear right when you got broken up with or you broke up with someone or whatever, even if it was mutual. What you want to hear is the nasty, terrifying truth, which is what I just disclosed to you all. Now I feel like I'm dragging it on and ranting. So I'm going to shut up now. Um, thank you so much. Uh, if you listened to this whole thing, I appreciate you. If you didn't, then you're not hearing me right now, but I get it. Cause if you know, this doesn't really apply to you or whatever, then you don't really have any reason to listen to it besides maybe if you're, you know, curious about my life, but, um, but yeah, if you listen to this whole thing, I appreciate you. Thank you. I love you. Um, I will be putting out my next episode in, I'm not going to make it might, I want to say next week to make up for the fact that I went three weeks without putting this one out, but I'm not going to make any promises. So either you're going to hear from me next week or in two weeks. (laughs) Um, but then starting with my next episode, I promise you they will be bi-weekly episodes. No more missing three weeks. Um, this would have came out sooner, but I like literally could not do anything with that stomach virus. Like could not even look at a screen, could not, I could not do it. <laughs> Which actually real quick reminds me, um, cause that stomach virus, uh, in just five days, I ended up losing 11 pounds, which was insane because that's how much I was throwing up. And also within, um, just two weeks after getting broken up with, I had lost 23 pounds. Just like think about that for a second. Two weeks, I lost 23 pounds. And I honestly just could not eat. I couldn't eat. And if I even attempted to, it would just come right back up. Like, so that was, again, something that no one mentioned to me that could happen post breakup was not being able to eat and losing a ton of weight.
I honestly expected myself to be the opposite. I thought I was going to like just all, all I could do would be eating, but that's not the case. And I lost 23 pounds, which was absolutely insane. It was so unhealthy, um, but it happened and that is something that can happen that not a lot of people talk about. Okay. All right. My rant uh, is done. So um, thank you for listening. And I hope that you, uh, I mean, I guess it would be kind of fucked up to enjoy this episode. I hope that this episode helps you or someone you know. It really is true when like you don't know what's going on in people's lives. And this is what my life has looked like for the past five months. Okay. All right. I'm done talking. Sorry. I could literally ramble on forever. Um, thank you so much. I love you. And I will be back for my next episode, which will be talking about my newly single life. It also will not be as long as this episode. This will probably be my longest episode ever because again, this was the last five months of my life and the literally most traumatic thing that has happened in my life. Okay. Bye. I love you. Mm-hmm.